Chapter One of the Home Life of Poe. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chufi Galeazzi, Rohnert Park, California. The Home Life of Poe by Susan Archer Weiss. Chapter One First Glimpse of Edgar Poe it may be regarded as a somewhat curious coincidence that the first glimpse afforded us of edgar poe is on the authority of my own mother this is the story as she told it to me in the summer of eighteen eleven there was a fine company of players in norfolk and we children were as a special treat taken to see them i remember the names of mr placide mr green mr young and mr poe with their wives i can recall mrs young as a large fair woman with golden hair but my most distinct recollection is of mrs poe she was rather small with a round rosy laughing face short dark curls and beautiful large blue eyes her manner was gay and saucy and the audience was continually applauding her she appeared to me a young girl but was past thirty and had been twice married at this time continued my mother we were living on main street and my uncle dr robert butt of the house of burgesses lived close by on bermuda street the large bright garret room of his house was used by our little cousins as a playroom and was separated from that of the adjoining house by only a wooden partition one day when we were playing here we heard voices on the other side of the partition and peeping through a small knot-hole saw two pretty children with whom we soon made acquaintance mr and mrs poe had taken lodgings in this garret with a little boy and girl and an old welsh nurse sometimes this woman would say to us hush hush dumplings don't make a noise and we knew that someone was sick in that room most of the time she had the children out of doors and in the evenings we would play with them on the sidewalk the boy was a merry romping little fellow but hard to manage one day when he would persist in playing in the middle of the street a runaway horse came dashing around a corner and i remember how the nurse rushed toward him screaming ho hedgar hedgar snatching him away at the risk of her own life the nurse was a very nice old woman plump rosy and good-natured she wore a huge white cap with flaring frills and pronounced her words in a way that amused us she was devoted to the children who were spoiled and wilful the little girl was running all about and the boy appeared about three years old of this old lady it may be here said that she was really the mother of mrs poe whom she called betty as an actress of the name of arnold she had played in various companies in both this country and europe taking parts in which comic songs were sung her pretty daughter elizabeth she had brought up to her own profession and had married her early to an actor named hopkins who died in october eighteen o five two months after his death his widow married david poe who was at that time a member of their company and meanwhile her mother mrs arnold had bestowed her own hand upon a musician of the romantic name of tubbs who soon left her a widow thenceforth she devoted herself to her daughter's family remaining with the company and occasionally appearing in some unimportant part 
when in the summer of that year of eighteen fourteen mr placide's company left norfolk to open a season in richmond mr david poe was too ill with consumption to accompany them and his family remained in norfolk he must undoubtedly have died there for from that time in all the affairs of his family his name is not once mentioned nor is the remotest allusion made to him he was probably buried by the city in one of the obscure suburban cemeteries by his death the widow was left penniless and mr placide to whose company she still belonged and who was anxious to have her services in his richmond campaign sent one of his employees to bring the family to richmond at his own expense a room and board had been engaged for them at the house of a milliner named phipps on main street in the low-lying district between fifteenth and seventeenth streets still known as bird in hand this room was not by any means the wretched apartment which it has been described by some of poe's biographers it was not a cellar not even a basement room but one back of the shop the family residing above and must have been comfortably furnished for this neighbourhood was at this time the shopping district of the ladies of richmond and mrs phipps was probably a fashionable shopkeeper damp mrs poe's room must have been since this locality was the lowest point in the city where when the river overflowed its banks as was frequently the case the water would rise to the back doors of the main street buildings and at times flood the ground floors in this room mrs poe contracted the malarial fever then known as ague and fever which proved fatal to her owing to her illness mrs poe though her appearance was constantly advertised did not appear on the stage more than half a dozen times if as often mr placide wrote to her husband's relatives in baltimore in behalf of herself and children but received no satisfactory answer and the company kindly gave her a benefit performance also one of the richmond papers the inquirer of november twenty fifth made an appeal to the kind-hearted of the city in behalf of the sick actress and her little children this brought to their aid among others mr john allen and his friend mr mackenzie both these gentlemen were engaged in the tobacco business and being of scotch nationality the feeling of clanship led them to take a special interest in this family whom they discovered to be of good scotch stock everything possible was done for their comfort and mrs allen herself came to minister to the sick woman on her first visit she found mrs tubbs feeding the children with bread soaked in sweetened gin and water which she called gin tea and explained that it was her custom in order to make them strong and healthy this was little edgar's initiation into the habit which became the bane and ruin of his life it soon became evident that mrs poe was very near her end pneumonia set in and on the eighth of december eighteen eleven she died the question now was what was to be done with the children after a consultation among all parties it was agreed that mr mackenzie and mr allen should take charge of them at their own homes until they should be claimed by their baltimore relatives it was a sad scene when the little ones were lifted up to look their last upon the face of their dead mother and then to be separated forever from the grandmother who had so loved and cared for them 
in parting she gave to each a memento of their mother to the boy a small watercolor portrait of the latter inscribed for my dear little son edgar from his mother and to the girl a jewel case the contents of which had long since been disposed of it was all that she had to leave them and with this slender inheritance in their hands the little waifs were taken away to the homes of strangers on the day following a small funeral procession wended its way up the steep ascent of church hill to the graveyard of st john's church crowning its summit at that day it was no easy matter to get one whose profession had been that of an actor buried in consecrated ground yet mr mackenzie succeeded in effecting this the grave was in a then obscure part of the cemetery close against the eastern wall and here after the brief service the mother of edgar poe was laid to rest mrs tubbs remained with mr placide's company and doubtless returned with them to england and to her own family six weeks after the death of mrs poe occurred that awful tragedy and holocaust of the burning of the richmond theatre which shrouded the whole country in gloom on that night a large and fashionable audience attended the performance of the bleeding nun eighty of whom perished in the flames mrs allen had expressed a wish to attend with her sister and little edgar but her husband objected and instead took them on a christmas visit to the country so they escaped the tragedy as did also the members of placide's company End of chapter one